Hello there, welcome to our podcast on natural hair movement. My name is Danique and... uh, I'm Patrick. Oh. We have two guests here with uh, us today. Would you guys like to introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Anna Maria. Hi, I'm Jessica. And uh, we will just be starting here on just discussing what the natural hair movement is and uh, what it basically means to us. We'll just be spending 45 minutes on just a discussion with everybody and uh, taking it as a journey through us all. So... The natural hair movement basically started within the 1960s and is more developing today in the 2000s as more people are embracing their hair and their goals that they want to do. So we will be just talking about how our natural hair journey has been going because we have uh, my guests here today jessica and anna maria are two black women who have gone on similar journeys as me with our natural hair and talking more about how different styles and uh, developments of our hair has been going um, yeah. I know, do you want to go first or should I? I know, I'm leaving there. Okay. So, um, I want to say that the natural hair movement to me has been great, actually, because, like, as a kid, I did struggle with my natural hair, with, like, like my mum doing my hair and then having to relax my hair because it was hard to manage. But as I've grown now, with the natural hair movement, it's opened up a lot of information and stuff and opened, I'd say, more ways for us to learn about our own hair and share our experiences and come to love our hair. And with that, I've been able to look after my own hair. So I'm grateful for you. Yeah, that's me done. (laughs) Anna Maria? What's your thoughts on your natural hair journey? Uh, well, to me, um, I'm a bit of the opposite, so I'm quite new to this natural hair lifestyle because um, I didn't really grow up having natural hair. I was, um, I chemically processed my hair, so I got a perm, and I've been perming my hair since I was about four years old. So, um, yeah, me um, now being natural for like the past year is all new to me. Um, so yeah, I'm still trying to understand how my hair works, and um, yeah, pretty yeah. Four years old. Wow. I didn't realize that people started chemically treating their hair at that really of an age. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, 
thing called texturizing. So texturizing um, can be seen as um, less harsher than a perm. Mm-hmm. It will make your hair more um, manageable. And then, um, yeah. yeah. They're both basically the same things, though, you know. Mm-hmm. But one's just left in a little less than... But I think it's more... They do it as a way to, you know easier on our hair since our hair's like really coily and like tight and everything like that so you know to look after like a four-year-old's hair and like to do that routine like every single morning it's not easy exactly and then have to go to school and then do it all again at night so it was just an easier way i definitely had a lot of combs broken in my hair (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I remember when I was younger, I used to hate washing my hair because the process was really, really long and everything. So it would take odd, probably an hour just to do my hair, wash it out, you know, for it just to be clean. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry, let's be like emotionally drained. After all the crying and the pain. Mm -hmm. Especially if you have sensitive scalps as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Is there any styles that you guys, like, have that you particularly like over others? Um, I would have to say box break. I like box braids. I have to say that's like, um, if I can say that's my go-to style, because it's quite versatile. You can style it in many different ways. You can leave it out, have it in a ponytail. Um, and at the same time, it protects your natural hair. So, um, yeah, we allow your natural hair to grow. Yeah. Um, I would say... My favorite style is twist, like whether it's with my natural hair or adding in hair extensions. I just found that I can do it myself mm-hmm. and it is easier to manage. Like I can still take care of my hair whilst it's like that. So yeah, I'd say that's, that's my favorite over others just because I've had the most practice with it and it's what's working for me. So why change it, you know? Like, Patrick, I realised that you have really long hair. So I was like, do you have any, like, different routines to look after yours as well? I don't really do anything special for my hair, honestly. I'm not sure I can contribute much to this part of the conversation because I'm not, like, very familiar with the movement. Okay, so for me, it's just uh, washing and just going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wish I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> just let it air dry and be okay. My hair would fall out. Mhm. Especially with the shrinkage as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've only come now to love my shrinkage. I used to hate. 
and now it's a sign, so it's worth Exactly. I didn't know that it was a sign of being healthy. If your hair shrinks, it's a sign of, like, you have healthy hair. I didn't know that until, like, I started doing, like, research on it. So oh, Yeah, that's what I think about the natural hair movement. It's, like, brought our attention to a lot of things that, in the past, they were looked down upon, but now it's being praised. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So personally, I started like my hair journey in 2019. That was when I did my first like. That's when I stopped putting perm in my hair, well, texturizer in my hair. So I have. I started texturizing my hair when I was, I think, fourteen, probably fourteen, fifteen, and then I was nineteen when I stopped. So for the last, I think, three years, I've been natural. And honestly, it has been quite hard and, like, exciting at the same time because at the beginning, you know, I was dealing with two textures. So my afro top roots and then I was dealing with my straight ends from the perm. And then I did my big chop and everything. So I cut off all those dead ends. And that was literally like a weight lifted off my shoulder and everything. Because it was like so much easier just to look after one, you know, one head of hair instead of two textures. Mm -hmm. So with that, then I started to like actually learn about like the products that I was putting in my hairs and like... uh, how I should like be sectioning, how I should be washing my hair, how, you know, learning about like porosities and like there's so much in it that it's just so much to learn about because it's not as easy as people think it is as well. So with like some of the products that I use, it would be like Shea Moisture and... I think I stopped using Cantu, but I use Shea Moisture and then like black castor oil as well. So, do you guys have any like products that you particularly like putting in your hair? Uh-huh. Like, oh, do you want to go on? I know you can go. Well, I'll play like. Okay, so like growing up with my hair, it was a bit rough, and there's like a lot of chemical products and stuff. And it's like back when I permed my hair, it didn't work for me. Like it literally broke off my hair. So it's not like oh, I had geez. the choice of yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like I had the choice of having that easy option. Like all my hair like basically fell out. So it was more I had to take more time to learn what did work for my hair. And I'd say like now I'm happy just natural product and stuff I, I make my own creams and stuff because I like knowing what I'm putting in so I use like cocoa butter coconut oil pastel oil avocado oil and some essential oils like I mix my creams myself and mm. like I'm happy doing that it's, it's quite fun and it's like nice experimenting and some things together so yeah I don't like buying products I'd say or I do buy stuff but like natural thing that I make like mix my like things about chemicals. Yeah, pretty much. 
Yeah. And, uh, so what about you? Oh, I think with me, um, I just pretty much put um shea butter in my hair, just organic, plain shea butter. So I feel like um, is what. But yeah, I didn't really do much. Yeah. yeah. Do you find that those products work though as well? Um. Yeah, I think they work. Mm. I'm still like fuzzy in my hair, so <laughs> like hundred percent sure. Wait, here. <laughs> um, I could say though, when it comes to like washing in and conditioning my hair. I don't make those myself because that's a bit more complicated. Mm-hmm. So I like to use protein treatments and I use just like Tresemme, like regular shampoo and conditioner. And I found that even though it's like kind of basic, but they, they work for me. I don't need any fancy shampoos or like the stuff I see going around online. I don't know, it might work for other people, but I feel like just like any old soap conditioner works. Yeah. Like that growth stuff that they put in the roots of their hair that say, oh, like, put that oil in your hair and it, it grows. I can't lie. Your hair is retaining your leg. Mm-hmm. It's not about that that oil. It might help protect your hair, but it's not going to grow anything. Yeah. So with the products that we use i recently found out that some are actually made by white owned companies so i did read an article from the new york times that said uh, most hair brands that are like produce um publicized to black audiences are actually made by white-owned companies so i was like wondering how you guys feel about that and everything so knowing that you know that you know people that don't necessarily understand our hair are making our hair products disappointing but ultimately not surprising (laughs) yeah that's literally how it goes but i was very i was very surprised that like cantu is one of like the biggest you know hair products out there and it was made by a white company and i was so shocked because i was like oh no (laughs) so i'm not supporting like black owned businesses at this point so i was like i have to change everything Uh yeah and as well Go, go on, Anna. I was just going to say that, um, I don't know, for me personally, if I find a product that works on my hair, if it works, then it works. Like, um, I'm not trying to sound bad. As much as I would like to support a black owned business, um, I just feel like, no, I can Anna, are you cutting out? 
Yeah, you sound a little bit quiet on your end. Wait, can he come back? <laughs> no problem. Faded <laughs> 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 away. Like a phone with the back, I guess I could say. Hmm. I don't know. I'm like a mixed bag on it. I'd say I'm not a fan of Kanji because I've read a lot of stories on how it's actually like damaging people's hair. And they found that when they stopped using it, like the quality of their hair went really bad. And it just makes me wonder, it's like, like what are they putting in the products? Like, it's like they don't care about your hair, they care more about profit. But then you could say that for a lot of corporations, not just white owned. And yeah. I could say as well, it's like the price of some of these things. Like Shea Moisture is quite expensive when you buy the set. Like it's actually ridiculous. Yeah. And it's like you can buy Shea Butter yourself and for less, way cheaper and have more product. And yes, I feel like it's kind of cheating people out of it. And I feel like with that, because they're like big corporations, because usually black owned businesses are quite small. Because they're big corporations, they can do mass production, and mm-hmm. therefore that would raise the price. So it makes it harder for smaller companies to compete in those prices. So then people will look, or even they can raise the price, but they can also bring the price like really low. So then people look at like smaller companies and say, "Oh, their products are way too expensive," but it's like they're trying to be competitive, mm-hmm. and it's quite hard in the market, I'd say. Yeah, Shea Moisture like goes for like ten pounds back home. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I still spend that money. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's what you find a really good product though, because it's hard. Yeah, I know, I know, and that's the problem though. It shouldn't be this hard. Exactly. Because <laughs> I was saying that like. With Shea Moisture, it seems to be the only like leave-in conditioner that actually really works with my hair. It makes it feel like, you know, life. Oh, <laughs> You know, so I would rather put in that £10 and at least know that my hair is like healthy and it's like, you know, it feels good than, yeah. you know, but I... Because I did try the whole make my own sheer, sheer butter, but it, it didn't feel right. <laughs> it's, it's not for everyone. <laughs> it's not for everyone. <laughs> yeah, I understand, like, with black businesses are being, like, really small, but it's more... I know back home, it's, like, chi- the Chinese people and Turkish people, they are selling like these products so obviously if you're new to like hair care you're not gonna know exactly because no one with your hair texture is selling you these products so you have no one to really ask about you know your issues or what's good or you know what you should invest in or make yourself you know yeah so i honestly do believe that there should be more like black businesses out there selling these products absolutely 
say bringing it back to the natural hair movement i feel like especially now like the new one that has like started again mm-hmm. like 2018 i think i remember like really popular. i could say that uh, it's really sparked a lot of um people to start their own businesses exactly. so yeah mm-hmm. i think that's a positive and i think it's also opened people's eyes like not only the natural hair movement, but like Black Lives Matter as well. It's um, opened people's eyes to supporting people, like yeah. the smaller companies and stuff. So I could say that, like that right now, though it's not maybe where it should be, it's going in the right direction mm-hmm. currently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was like as well, because more like you know as as young people you know you've been brought up to believe that you should have like a good job as well so you know doctors and like you should be a lawyer or you know you should you should be aiming to have like you know those high high standards of instead of owning like your own business you know so because honestly that's why I believe that's why there's like no black owned businesses because we're conditioning like uh, the children to be doctors, lawyers and everything like that. Yeah. Instead of rock stars, astronauts. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So I believe that honestly we should really start educating like kids and everything to you know, don't go so well. Then go high, obviously. Go very high. Expect a chain of your business across streets, but you know you should be helping like a community as well because obviously that's a big problem too. It's like supporting each other. Mm-hmm. I don't think we do that enough. Like it goes deeper than hair. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Right. We don't support each other enough, and I think that is a big problem too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because that's what it like why are people that don't actually have our hair type selling us our product you know because there isn't we're not aiming to sell our own products we're aiming we're, we're aiming for these jobs as doctors and lawyers and everything like that yeah so there should just be more more in the community yeah I agree. Yeah. Um. Oh, so how do you think that um, societies with natural hair has is compared to now to back then and everything? Because there was... I don't know if you know who Angela Davis is. She was part of like the Black Panther movement and she had amazing hair. Like mm. the fro was amazing. <laughs> so she had this massive afro and then I remember she went into she went into like court because she was being like trialed for being basically an activist. And she walked into the courtroom with her big afro and she was like, I don't give, you know, just look at, just look at my throat. 
So it was like, and then all of a sudden, it literally went straight hair, you know? Like, I think after that, people were like straightening their hair, they were like flat ironing it, you know? How do you think that with, back then, with like movement of like the Black Panthers, compared to like now, how all of this works? I don't think I worked with that right. <laughs> I we get you, we understand. <laughs> I was like, hmm. How do I put it? I feel like back then and now, there's two sides to the coin. Like, there's the good and there's also the bad. Or there's the people for it and there's still people against it in a way. It's like, though we've come a long way, we haven't really gotten anywhere, if you understand what I mean. Mm-hmm. Because we still have yeah. those same views from back then, which doesn't make sense, you know? It should be kind of progressive, but we're lagging behind. Or it's like you take one step forward and three steps back. Yeah. So I could say, like, for example, on social media, black hair now has been... Um, more widely praised and represented, mm-hmm. but at the same time, in the workplace, in schools, it's it's negative. It's seen as negative, like um, yeah, protective hairstyle, which doesn't make sense because you think we'd be over that by now. It's just hair at the end of the day, but we're still fighting for those rights, which doesn't make sense. Exactly. Yeah, even to this day, you end up seeing articles every now and then about people getting fired for their hairstyles or getting reprimanded in school over it. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I remember, I understand if you can't wear two coloured hair, you know, like, the top bit's black. Natural like, colours is Exactly. Well. You wanna, that makes sense. Exactly. But you just wearing an afro in its natural form should not be a reason for you to be sent home for, you know, yeah. misguided. And it's disrespectful like... because they call it unprofessional. Mm-hmm. Like, how dare you? Right, that is my hair. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> and then... Like, yeah, sorry, go, go. <laughs> I was just upset. <laughs> I was going to say, and it's like, you see someone with straight hair and they have no problem. That's just their natural hair growing out of their mm-hmm. head. Like, I'm sorry, mine's curly and stands up on its own, but I can't do anything mm-hmm. about that. Why is that unprofessional? Uh-huh. If natural hair that's straight can be seen as professional, then natural hair as an Afro should also be seen as professional. You know? Yeah. Like, the double yeah. standard upset me. There's a show on, like, Hulu right now, and it's talking about, like, this woman who basically has to put like weave in her hair, like cane row down her hair, put weave in her hair just so she can look professional at work. And I was like, um, if I could, you know, like it's not like she's coming in in jeans and a shirt. She's, she's coming in right with her suit and everything, but her hair is the problem. Mm-hmm. You know, so why do we like, and weaves and extensions are ex. So expensive. And time consuming. Very, very time consuming as well. So for 
them to say, oh, you can't, you can't come into this professional workplace and do your job because of your hair. <laughs> like, there is no, there's no contrast. There's no, why, why is it an issue? Yeah. Like, I know it's not as bad today as it was, but it still, it still happens. I feel like maybe saying it's not as bad is like the wrong way. I feel like it's more subtle. Mm, or not it's as different. spoken about. Yeah, like people do it, like you don't see them do it as direct as before. And I feel like it's even worse, you know? Like kind of like a behind your back in a way. Like you put like hidden rules in, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd rather just say it to my face, like. <laughs> <laughs> Just tell me you don't like my hair and we'll move on from there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I could bring up an example, like, here in the UK. Um, like, schools recently, well, I say recently, but it's been happening for a while. It's like sending children home for their hair and stuff. But um, a school protested against it. Like, I've seen more students like standing up for themselves and their hair mm-hmm. yeah and um i know some schools are making the effort to change which is good but it's like you shouldn't have to fight fight for that but yeah yeah, yeah things like this shouldn't be such a big controversy but the these like it's been the norm for so long for natural hair like that to be looked down upon and it's it has to be a controversy now i i'm probably not wording myself very well <laughs> it's okay it's fine. yeah yeah but I don't actually remember, like, our school, I don't really remember any, like, issues with, you know, apart from, it was literally just the colour thing, like, it should just be natural colours. But I feel like, then again, our school was predominantly black, so, mm-hmm. <coughs> I feel like if they did say something. <laughs> we were somewhere else. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I could say now they introduced a new rule called, I think it's the halo rule or something. Uh, don't quote me on that, but it's that um, everyone can now dye their hair or like bleach their hair as long as it remains with a natural hair colour spectrum. Oh, okay. So from blonde to black is okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and also students can cut their hair. Because I remember we weren't allowed to like shave our sides and stuff like that. We weren't allowed to have like shaved hair. I think you could like cut all of your hair, but you can have like shaved sides yeah. and stuff. And I think they've allowed that now as well. And also like something as simple as like, you know, wearing a headband. Remember they used to say you can't wear a headband that's too thick as well. The thick it's like, headbands? Yeah, we weren't allowed to wear that. It's really? like silly, silly rules. Oh. Yeah, I was struggling with that one because I needed to cover my hair some days. Like, I'm having a bad hair day. <laughs> Got me out here with my ends flying out and I can't cover them. <laughs> but yeah, they've allowed stuff like that now. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah. 
I can say that for one school. But mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they. They have changed. Mm. Yeah. How do you feel about, you know, so famous people from, you know, different sides of the world. So Kim Kardashian, she did <laughs> braids, like br- braids. Yeah, it was braids, right? <laughs> I think it was um, Was it braids? It was, it was Fulani braids, I believe. Yeah, it was that. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I literally remember <coughs> her comments being like, "You're appropriating culture. You shouldn't do this. Do you know what this means?" But, um, like back home, we have a singer called like Adele, and when she basically wore like bantu knots, nobody really cared for it. Yeah, it was like, oh, yes, queen, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like, and it's, it's weird because I feel like different parts of the world see the movement differently. So back home, I would think no one really cares, you know? It's, it's just hair. It's like either people embrace it or you get like backlash exactly it's like if it looks good it looks good and you will know that it looks good but you know people will tell you but i feel like over here in the in america it's very different because people are more you know i would say sensitive about it you know it's like you want to beat around the bush about talking about the issue and everything and then people just come right out as saying oh, it's it's appropriating culture and you shouldn't be doing that mm. i could say sometimes it's a bit too hard it, you know what i mean right at the end of the day it's just it's just but hell. at the same time when kim did those braids i wasn't happy <laughs> <laughs> But <laughs> I guess my reason for being, I just don't like her whole persona. Like, it's not, it wasn't just the hair thing. Mm-hmm. It's more her better, better, thank you, of black culture, because I could not say that, <laughs> of black culture. And I feel like that's disgusting. And it's like, so when she does these hairstyles or when she, like, makes her body look a certain way and stuff like that it's like trying i guess trying to look more like black people in a way if you understand what i mean it's like become a trend to have like big lips and stuff like that but i remember growing up i definitely got laughed at because of my lips or my nose and stuff with the shape of my body you know (laughs) and it's like naturally it's like curvy but it's like you get bullied for stuff like that and it's like or even like your hairstyles and stuff like that you get bullied for that if i when i did bantu lots in primary school and it was not cute like that wasn't the thing (laughs) it wasn't praised as much as it is now and it's just weird that if kim kardashian does it oh like now it's a trend it's like Mm -hmm. she's making a trend of black culture Mm -hmm. and that's what i don't like 
Yeah. But I could say when Adele did it, she was appreciating culture, even though you could say both of them were appreciating and appropriate. But just in my personal opinion, because she grew up with that culture, I feel like she did it. It's like where it came from when she did it, you know? She She wanted to appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. So for me, it's like more their motive. Yeah. Yeah, like why yeah. did what she did it for a reason, and then Kim Kardashian just did it for you know a style. Yeah. Yeah, Kim Kardashian even like referred to the style as uh, both Derek braids, braids <laughs> after like an actor from a movie who wore that style, oh. and in doing so, she's. Ignoring the cultural context that dates back way longer than that one film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's offensive. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but I would say that people are actually like learning, you know, trying to understand it better. Yeah. So. That's one thing I like about the internet age. It's that <laughs> ideas can spread better and people have just generally been more open to learning about ideas that might be considered radical to some. Exactly. Yeah, because yeah, there are like some people now who... So I've met a few people that have been saying that they really would like to like adopt when they're older and like would adopt like a ch- a, car- uh, a child of color <laughs> yeah they would want to adopt a child of color so they've been learning and asking you know doing the necessary research and everything so honestly like with the help of like social media and everything it's really now like better you know a better way to understand and learn grow Mm -hmm. Um, oh and friends and family as well like knowing so all you know how all hair textures are different and everything so it's like more of a conversation between everybody so, you know, you're not just left in the dark. People actually do understand. And, like, there are so many YouTubers now who are honestly, like, coming out and saying, this is how, like, I look up. Like, I don't know if, I don't remember their names, but they're a biracial couple. So they're, like, a chi- um, an Asian and a black woman. And they have, like, seven kids. And all of them have different hair types. Can you start again? <laughs> Oh. <laughs> yeah, we lost you for a moment. Oh, no. Um you were just like YouTube and then seven kids and we're like, okay. <laughs> I was like, there's a biracial couple on YouTube who are Asian and they and they're black and they have like seven kids. Oh I think I've seen Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. The maze like all their different wash day like mm-hmm. their wash days. Yeah. Their hair textures exactly. and they all have yeah. different hair types and you know it's just fun to watch <laughs> it's fascinating mm-hmm. it's just it's like 
knowing how social media is now just allowing access to different information and like allowing people to actually connect with each other, ask questions instead of like being rude or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it should be honestly a conversation instead of like a one-sided argument. Right. The silence. I'm trying to think if I have anything else to say, but right. I think we've covered everything. We've covered mostly everything, yeah. Mm-hmm. But how guy? How do you guys feel about? Everything. Well, I. Oh, I feel like tying into the social media aspect of the conversation that we were just talking about. I think that, in general, while things aren't at the point where they should be, where where natural hair is just widely accepted and not a thing that stirs controversy. I think we are heading in that sort of direction mm-hmm. where it'll just finally be accepted in by like the world at large. Because yeah. mm-hmm. it isn't as, you know, well, then again, we don't see everything, but... Right. Yeah. yeah, it's not as bad as we think well, that we see it is <laughs> because I feel like it's being more accepted and everything because before I honestly hated my hair but now I've like I'm learning to love it and everything say like <laughs> <Damn>. you <laughs> like, I used to cry about my hair <laughs> Why do my hair grow? Why is it so thin? Why this? Why that? But like now, I I know, like I know about my porosity, and like some people have thin hair, and that's okay. Yeah. Like it's just so freeing in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, like loving your hair, loving yourself, is like so free. Exactly. So, yeah. Like the more you know, the best you're like. Oh my gosh, I didn't know this, and you know. You're like, oh, let's try this. And, like, I personally love doing hairstyles. So I've been trying to, like, I I learned how to cane row a few, like, months ago, I would say. But I want to say year. I want to say years ago. I I remember you in school. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I I did know how to cane row, but I wasn't the best cane rower. Yeah. Well, practice makes perfect. Exactly. Now I feel like I've got the hang of it. So now I'm like trying with these hairstyles where I'm like plaiting and everything and I'm putting my hair in like, I personally love doing my hair in like two. So like I have two puff puffs on the side of my hair. <laughs> and then, you know, I know Jessica doesn't like gel and I like gel. <laughs> gel doesn't agree with me. Like, <laughs> it's, I'm not the problem, it's the gel. <laughs> It just doesn't like my hair. I put gel on my hair and then it just coils up. Like my shrinkage is real. 
I wanted to bring it back to like you know how the UK see natural hair and like how America see like natural hair as well. Uh-huh. I want to say the prices of protective styles. Like, how are people in America paying two hundred and fifty dollars for a hairstyle that costs forty, fifty pounds here, maybe seventy max? Exactly. I think the pricing is just absolutely ridiculous. It's crazy. the price of a lot of things in America is ridiculous. Plus tax. Plus tax. It's depressing. It's like, we have to pay three thousand dollars for a ride in the ambulance. Oh my god! Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never, just never do anything in Russia. Right, no, everything like you know, they say it's bigger in Texas. No, everything is just bigger everywhere. Just expensive. Like when I go online, like in Instagram, and I'm seeing people pay these prices, I literally buy my hair for ten pounds and do it myself, mm-hmm. and they're paying two hundred pounds. Like five hundred. I'm like, why is it costing you this much? Like, if you go to Africa, where I'd say like this, the natural style started, you could get uh-huh. your hair done for maybe I think it's like twenty pounds. Yeah. When you can buy, it's so cheap. So why is it so expensive? Like, that's that's another thing I think of, like robbing people blind. It's like it should mm-hmm. not cost that much just to do a protective style. Mm-hmm. And it, and they also have the excuse of like, oh, your hair's more difficult and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like just learn how to do the hair and stop charging ridiculous prices, like <laughs> extortion. <laughs> just taking your money right from underneath. Robbing everyone. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know about that one. Yeah, and it's like the price of one hairstyle. You could plait your hair like. Probably three, four times with that the same amount of money. <laughs> mm-hmm. the and then you mm-hmm. just to take it out after like two months. Not even two months. Some people going to take take out like two weeks after a month. Exactly. Oh. Wow. Yeah. But um, yeah. This podcast has been great. Eh? Yeah. Thank you guys so much for joining me. <laughs> Oh. It's interesting to hear about all your experiences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I realize with, sadly, with your hair, it's so easy. <laughs> so, yeah. But thank you, everyone, for joining us on this podcast. No problem. You're welcome. Anytime. Okay. Bye. Signing Bye. off.